Hello and welcome to our first series of Mastermind with me, Jason Bryan. Five contenders will take up the challenge in this series, all hoping to claim the title of Industry Mastermind and win the coveted Rocco Mastermind Award. To do that, they must answer nine unknown questions on three specialist subjects they choose, providing a pretty eclectic mix of insights for our industry. So let's get on with it and have today's contender. So it's a real pleasure to be here with Oiku Mingenli. Oiku has agreed to take the Mastermind Challenge. You are the director of roaming at Mobilium. So we for sure know that you can answer some questions on roaming with all of your history. <laughs> Oiku, are you ready to take the Mastermind Challenge? I'm ready. Okay, perfect. We have a number of categories in the Mastermind Challenge. We have blockchain, we have IoT, we have roaming. We have 5G, messaging, eSIM, OTTs, and we have a mystery category. Which uh, categories would you like to answer questions on? Considering my background, of course, let's first start with roaming. Maybe we can continue with OTTs. And as a third item, it can be a missed question. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Your first question then is on roaming. 4G roaming is becoming cheaper in the Western world. Do you see that roaming quality service as a factor that mobile subscribers will take into account in the future? Of course, mobile subscribers are putting lots of importance in terms of quality. And this is becoming a very important component for mobile operators to concentrate on. This is going to be a differentiating point for all the mobile operators if they manage to give high qualified services to their customers. So other than pricing, quality is the most important factor that all operators should be considering. But quality in the past has not been necessarily a big focus, has it? That's true. Quality has not been a very much focus before because the idea was to expand the roaming agreements as well as open up new services. And pricing has been another issue that uh, mobile operators as well as uh, customers. But now, aside from providing good, better rates in terms of roaming, I think uh, giving the best quality is going to be the differentiating point. Brilliant. Thank you, Oiku. We're entering into a new world of data protection. And GDPR mm -hmm. is obviously a big topic right now. And so exactly. big fines are going to come to companies who break the regulations of GDPR. Do you envisage a day when roaming will likewise have a strict code of conduct with penalties for those MNOs who fail to deliver an expected level of service for subscribers? Now this is a left at the operator discretion, operator will. So this is bilateral, uh, you know, negotiation among the operators. But quality is the major parameter that is going to be a key component sooner or later, I believe, if the operators, let's say, do not meet the quality parameters which are recommended by GSMA. In my thinking, sooner or later, operators will be facing a situation whereby a kind of regulation, this is a very highly sensitive issue and uh, operators should definitely be protecting the rights of the customers and uh, penalty should be an issue for them. Third question. Um, IoT has brought the issue of permanent roaming to the table. Mm -hmm. How prepared and how willing are MNOs to subscribe to permanent roaming today, would you say? 
Do they even <clears throat> do they even understand it? They don't even understand that. That's correct. I think、uh, right now the industry is talking about how the operator can detect、uh, the permanent roamers in terms of devices, because so far it's considered as a traditional roaming, and no one is making best use of it at the moment. But of course, there are some solutions where, like Mobilium is providing, for example, operators can detect the permanent roamer behavior and the capability. And then start getting to have different wholesale agreement with the roaming partner by defining a separate MNC and MCC as well as static code because identification detection of the permanent roamer it's becoming a very hot topic nowadays. In my personal thought, this is going to be an area where everybody will be focusing on because monetization is something very crucial at the moment for everyone. So you think in the end that people will block permanent roaming? So rather than blocking it, how to monetize the inbound roamers, the permanent roamers, will be the key thing that operators would try to resolve. Thank you, Oiku. The next set of questions you selected is on OTTs, also known as chat apps. The default position for most large national and indeed often global brands is to work with MNOs for their content delivery. OTTs are increasingly pushing in. Enterprises now, as well, though OTTs are entering into the enterprise space. Let's say, do you think that one day OTT channels could ever end up carrying the majority of enterprises' content towards their customers, cutting out the MNOs completely? Definitely, enterprise will be the area, but I do think that consumer will stay as a dominant sphere in this perspective. But enterprises is going to be definitely one of the focus area that the OTT content providers will be focusing on. But other than that, consumer area will also stay dominant as well. The whole issue of privacy and consumer data in the area of OTTs and chat apps has really hit home in recent months.、Mm-hmm. Do you think that this will now impact the speed of their adoption globally? I cannot predict what is going to happen in the future, right?、Um, no, of course so, not. But why not? I mean, it will impact the, the speed of、uh, the adoption. Data privacy is a very major concern for operators, so it's going to affect the speed of adoption. Is it likely that people will stop using such apps which are not supporting data privacy and those kind of things? At least、uh, some portion of people may not be using it. But the consumer side, the usual customers might be using it, but for the very crucial enterprise segments, government, for example, may be reluctant to use such services if there is no privacy ensured. The third question on OTTs is a similar kind of thing. You know, obviously we like OTT and chat apps because they are free. We believe we are getting free services. If a new OTT came along, guaranteeing never to share any type of data with third parties, but charging for their service, do you think that they would ever gain any traction in the marketplace? This is a very, very need actually. All the consumers are using the OTTs. They got used to it. Their adoption rate is very high, even if it is chargeable. Okay, because essentially, I guess Facebook is looking to start charging for its services. It's talked about it in the past. It's likely that maybe it's going to charge for you to have ad-free service or something like this. So adoption is there already. Adoption is there. There are many Facebook users around the globe, and I don't think that this adoption rate will be decreasing. People are using it. 
same as wallet for Instagram, for example. All around the globe, I mean, everybody is using uh, such apps. So, well, if there's fair pricing to be uh, determined by the OTTs, I'm sure that this could be uh, most likely used by the consumers. Some tough questions. You feeling okay? I'm okay. okay? I'm okay. I would prefer, first of all, I would study that area and then come back to you. Exactly. But of course, we we never know the question. Exactly, exactly. I feel like I'm a student and you're the teacher. Well, I'm certainly not the teacher. I don't have all the facts, but I do have all the questions. We're on to our third category, and it's mystery. Mystery, yes. These are all kinds of different topics, so we want your view on them. So, the first question is about Wi-Fi. With Wi-Fi networks being cheaper to deploy Mm -hmm. than GSM services, without Mm -hmm. the need to buy expensive licenses, like we see this happening with 5G and things like this, Mm -hmm. and allowing services of all kinds on devices, why is it that MNOs are not adopting Wi-Fi as their standard means of networking? I think this is not the major area of the operator's domain. That's the reason they do think that uh, already the Wi-Fi market is uh, developed and it's widespread around the globe, around the cities, around the countries. So rather than investing so much money on the Wi-Fi implementation, not focus on Wi-Fi area, if I was an operator actually, my um, my thought would be the same. Rather than you know deploying the Wi-Fi in the network, I would rather concentrate on my own ability as an operator and try to give affordable services, affordable rates to my customers so that they can enjoy the better rate. Of course, nobody can compete the Wi-Fi at the moment, but there should be a way that operators should be playing in that area. And I believe that still operators are uh, very competitive in terms of using their abilities and capabilities, providing better rates to their customers. The only thing they need to do is to make sure that pricing works well. These are the two criteria that operators should be working on it rather than investing on Wi-Fi. Okay, good answer. Thank you. Next question. OTTs are undoubtedly gaining influence globally. If you were to put them in a boxing ring and ask them to fight it out, which three would be left standing and why? I think WhatsApp has already very well proven. So I don't know anywhere in the world (laughs) is not using WhatsApp or similar versions of WhatsApp being widely used in different continents of the world. But I believe one of them would be WhatsApp. I think the chat OTTs would probably be the ones very important. So one of them is WhatsApp and the other one might be Kakaotalk, for example, because this is being widely used in Asia operators. And maybe I could say Viber. I'm just thinking about only the chat uh, services. The majority of the consumers' concern is to, you know, communicate with their friends, beloved ones, and families. And I'm thinking from the roaming perspective, whenever we go for a roaming, even the people who are coming from roaming background, I mean, do know about these functionalities and we have a tendency to use these chat uh, applications. And then if we we know that these are uh, functioning properly, then we start using it. Voice is the dominant service uh, for many people other than data. 
data is becoming a key component. Okay. Thank you, Oiku. You're welcome. So your ninth and final question. Yes. Very... After the ninth one would be the easiest one. <laughs> no, it could be easy, it could be difficult. I don't know how, what your perspective is on this, but let's go for it. I'm ready to take the question. Which do you think are the three best mobile network operators in the world and why? Not best in one specific area, but across the board in general. I think T-Mobile, US, but now they merge with Sprint, right? So uh, this merge is going to bring a mutual benefit to both parties. And why I say T-Mobile, they are very aggressive in terms of pricing. They are very brave and they try to look at everything. Playing with the perception towards customers, they are winning. What they are doing is winning in terms of strategy. So I can say that T-Mobile and Sprint in one mobile network because they already merged. And uh, secondly, I can say that the Japan operators, for example, Docomo, because I see their names on uh, everywhere on the press releases. They are very well open to innovation. And as coming from the Japanese culture also, people who are working in Docomo are very innovative and uh, they do think about different uh, strategical thinking towards services, towards uh, customer management. Entity Docomo. Is the second one. In terms of innovation. Yes. In terms of strategical thinking. In terms okay. of, you know, offering new services to their customers. Right. Thank you. Yeah. And the third one? Third one, Vodafone Group. From an industry perspective, what I see, they are the ones who are acting as a group and uh, they look very powerful in terms of managing the things from a group level of perspective. So these three are the ones that I could say at the moment. Brilliant. So, Oiku, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. I mean, it's been very nice to talk to you, Jason, after some time. I mean, we have uh, lastly seen each other in uh, Dubai. Hope that we could catch up again in Croatia. It's always lovely to see you. It's always a pleasure to follow <laughs> your amazing career story, because obviously we've known each other for many years. So, Oiku, thank you so much for this. Thank uh, you very much. We'll keep in touch. If you like this Mastermind Challenger, go onto LinkedIn and like the post and tell them what you think in the comments. The winner is the participant with the most likes on LinkedIn. Likes will be calculated two weeks after publication of their podcast. This has been the Mastermind Challenge. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to Rocker Radio.